0: Good evening, my party people. It is time for another episode of Cigars and Opinions with your host, Sean. If you enjoy this podcast, and you are able to, from wherever you are listening, leave a like or a thumbs up. Rate me whatever number of star you want. Except for six, there are there is no six star. And let's get ready for another good old bunch of stories. Or rambling, whichever I decide this episode. see you in the guard on patrol segment. Sean, take it away. Thank you, Sean, and hello, my party people. So... Thursday evening, we got our taxes the, uh, the other day, so, I'm happy about that, got our taxes back, um, so, the other guard's finally fully trained, he's gonna be working next week, well, this week. So, that's cool, that's another cool thing. You guys ready for some, uh, security officer stories, because, uh, that's what we're getting this week. Um, before I forget. To all of those born on April 2nd to April 9th, happy birthday. of anything going on other than trucks there ain't a whole lot for me to worry about today
1: i'm happy about that
0: To talk about. Um. Yay, rice burner! All the fun stuff is out of the way at this point, so now there's no more fun to be had. Just a bunch of the same old thing. Same old thing. I don't know if that was across the road or that truck, that truck that's been sitting in the thing. But whoever it is, all well. I did it and left the gatehouse. Which means they're gonna be sitting there until I get back. About to be back to it on foot. Just a just a minute here. Uh, talk about now. Oh, I brought my pipe with me today with some tobacco. So, after I'm done with this and I get back to the gatehouse, I'm gonna be, uh, smoking my pipe Because why? Because I feel like having a little tobacco. Doing a lot better on my, uh, drinks here recently. So I usually bring a couple two-liters with me out here to work, and, uh, usually I'd go through a whole two-liter and a half of one sometimes. Sometimes I even go through both two liters. Well, here recently, the last few days, uh, I haven't been going through a, a whole two liter a day. Been going through half, half about half of a two liter, which also is pretty. Uh, that that's pretty uh, good to me. Cause, usually I'd, i go through a whole two liter, at least. So just going through part of a two liter, that's even better. But, uh, that's enough of that. I, uh, just made it to the golf cart, so I'm going to end it here and, uh, Give it over to Sean with the main segment. So, my party people, I'll see y'all in the main segment. Sean, take it away. Okay. Thank you, Sean, and hello, my party people. So... We are looking at security stories this week. I have my vape, some uh, wild cherry Pipsy. Some packing. are going on, uh, with one of the guy's stories from Tales from Security, and, um, um I'm not going to share the, um, I'm going to share the, the name here. So, it's, uh, my first emergency from you slash shatter4468. It's not a long one, but it's not a short one. More or less, it's a medium one, which I'm okay with. So, he says, this one has, well, they say, this one has some references to self-harm, so be fairly warned. I started working, and for the first, like, six to seven months, Not a whole lot happened, besides a few drunks here and there. A lot of people came by to drink hand sanitizer and get drunk. And I was walking a new guy I was again walking a new guy, showing him the exterior. I am just now realizing that maybe, that maybe I'm cursed. We walked past a bus stop when my radio blared to life. Get me guys and an ambulance to the ER front. I looked at the new guy and asked, can you run? He nodded and we booked it into a run. Where? I got the new guy with me. ER front sign. I turned the corner and book it to the sign where... There is this young girl, maybe 16 or 17, and she had she had this string of cloth clothing or strands of cloth uh, clothing wrapped around her neck. She had she had already become discolored, and my coworker was digging his nails into the cloth to keep blood flow going. This was my first actual emergency and I won't lie, I froze up. My coworker yelled for me to get to get cloth shears and get it from the ER. I sprinted, got the guy who had the shears, and showed him where. Three guards were trying to get this off of her, but it was so tight, it wouldn't come off. Then, like a goddamn superhero, a guard who had just got off duty sprinted over, tucked his finger under the cloth, and ripped it. With his bare hands. Three of them were just sat around in disbelief for a second. Because they got, they got her up to the ER. For a second before they got her up to the ER. Never did see that new guy again. Yeah. Emergencies during training are like the bane of training existence. Especially if some shit like that pops off. Like if I would have had anybody causing a problem on the site where I worked Any site I've worked, when somebody was training, I wouldn't blame that person for going, yeah, if this is the kind of shit I gotta worry about, I'm I'm not interested. But, things like that don't happen every day. They happen every now and then. We did have, uh, one of the sites I worked, we had, uh, one of the guys was training, was being trained and, um, he, uh, we ended up having a, uh, we had a, um, wasn't an emergency, but it was more like we had an issue where. Okay, so I worked a twelve-story building, and uh, this was back in back in uh, back in the day a little ways. Um. So we had, this <clears throat> we had this guy out there for training, and we ended up having an issue, it wasn't really an emergency, but the bathrooms every now and then had problems where you could flush the toilet and the toilet wouldn't stop flushing. So you'd have to get on the, get on the phone with the uh, head of maintenance and uh, talk to him and tell him, hey... You know the, the toilets, uh, toilets acting up, and we'd have to get in touch with them uh, every single time. But if you know what you're doing out there, you'd be able to turn off the toilet without really needing him to tell you to turn it off. You'd be able to do it without having problems. And you just call them and let them know, hey, um, because it's protocol I'm calling you, but I'm just letting you know the toilet on such and such floor is turned off, or the, the water to the sink on such and such floor. And I don't, I don't, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, I'll give you the whole story time. So while as I'm training the guy. about 2 in the morning and we're making our rounds on this site you had to walk the floors and take the stairs to the next floor going from the top to the bottom so we're probably about A little over halfway done, probably about fourth or fifth floor. And we go into the. We go in to check the, the, the men's room. Men's room is fine. We go in to check the woman's room. And, uh. We hear water running. It's okay. Well. Now we have a problem because there shouldn't be anybody in in the whole building going to the ladies' room, so the toilet shouldn't be running, right? The uh, sink shouldn't be backed up. There shouldn't be any problems. Well, there was a problem. The uh, Sinks were backed up. The, uh, the men's room was fine, but the women's room sinks were backed up, and uh, one of the toilets were flushing. Now there's nobody in the whole building that is female nobody's messing with the female bathrooms well we didn't have to do any specific checks for people because well we were the only two people in the building so what do we do okay well hey you get a little bit of extra for your training i tell them So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna call maintenance. and Let them know that the toilet on that floor is messing up. And uh, the sink is backing up. So we call, let the guy know. I'm not gonna give his name out of respect for him. Um, I know he's not listening to this, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna just out of respect for the guy. So we let we let him know, and we say we got the uh, we got the leak. Um, the, we got the backup fix. Um, All the water is turned off in the sink and uh, the toilet was turned off. Hopefully that'll fix the problem, but it's no longer backing up, so we ain't got to worry about that. I say to him, I I say to the guy, I go, Alright. All we need to do is keep an eye on this floor for the evening and, uh, do our normal rounds. And that's all there is to it. So the guy goes, Alright, I don't think that that should be an issue. Well, it is an issue. I looked at him. I said, well, it is an issue. It's just an issue we've already fixed. For the most part. So now we got to go write it in our reports when we're finished with our round. Keep in mind, this job has checkpoints, so they keep an eye on where you are. Yeah, had the little Dougie wand, originally. Eventually, they switched to using a cell phone and QR codes. But, uh... Had nothing to do with QR codes before that. So, we, uh... We get back into it and uh, we finish that round, for the most part it was quiet the rest of the evening, but it hit about 6.30 and the head of maintenance showed up. And we took him up there to show him to show him what was going on with the bathroom. And uh, he nodded his head, and he took care of the problem himself the rest of the way. I didn't really like waking him up, cause he's there all day. There's no reason to wake him up if I could take care of it myself. But protocol so I did what I had to do now was it our job to do that no but it makes it easier on him as the head of maintenance and it makes it easier on us because then we ain't gotta wait there for him get to the site and take care of it if we already know how to take care of it or if we could take care of it ourselves and on that site um on that site I actually got uh told by him that um he was glad to have a competent guard that that understood simple instruction like that and was a team player, rather than just a, uh, you know, well, it ain't my job to do it, kind of person, which, I'm not gonna knock somebody for feeling that way, but, at the same time, if you're not all working together, you're kinda working against the rest of them, at the end of the day on that one, so, I don't know, I guess my, uh, my opinion just differs from most people, I suppose. I I didn't, I wasn't being paid to do, to help him out, but I see no reason to, you know, force him to get up at a late hour to take care of something like that unless it's like a flooding you know unless it's like a real issue and the whole place is flooded you know that that's about the only time i would actually need to have him come in that late so that was the only time i would worry about having him come in that late and keep in mind i've never been a uh, supervisor um mostly because i don't want to be But, uh, yeah, being able to take care of things like that, uh, just seems like a better idea rather than waking them up and making them come in and making them all extra tired for their shift. So, um, Another post from the same guy. Um, this is... This story is from the same guy. Shatter 4468. Titled, yeah. That's not supposed to be there. For some backstory, I worked security in a regional hospital for five years. I'm still in security but now in a political office. Anyway, so protocols for the hospital where staff are not allowed to attend to injuries outside the doors after a series of attacks on nurses once they left the doors if a victim if the victims were outside the ambulance bay had to open and deploy to get them that's kind of a good thing because well you know this is me it's kind of a good thing in my opinion that that would be the that would be the case you don't want your nurses being attacked just being out right outside the hospital doors i was walking a new guy around showing him the exterior as we walk out the front he turned to me and asked hey man is that supposed to be there I looked where he was pointing, and a car had hopped the curve and stopped right near the entrance. Yeah, that's not supposed to be there. We ran over, and a woman started screaming bloody murder that her mom was allergic to cold air and not to open the door. We live in Canada, so I'm surprised she was still alive. Yeah, it would be kind of hard for somebody with an allergic, with an allergy to cold, cold air, to do that, Can't to live in Canada. So I'd be told, so I'm, so I've been told about their weather. I've never lived there myself. I told the rookie to get inside and radioed for a code blue medical emergency and to get a nurse team outside. The guy on the other end called Switchboard and relayed the info. The staff came running, maybe 10 nurses, and completely ignored the rule for this woman. As soon as they arrived, I told them. The daughter says she's allergic to cold air, and they just came from the ER. My best guess is a reaction to medication nurses counted down as they prepared to get her inside and warm. They counted down and got her in and got her onto a stretcher and sprinted off to the sprinted off for the ER. Turns out they had given her medication she had never had before. And it caused a reaction similar to when you accidentally breathe in cold air, and it hurts. Except like a thousand times. Except like a thousand times worse. They got her warm and safe, and she survived. I have dozens of stories from that hellhole. Might share more later, as the office is closed. Say I've ever worked hospital security so I don't necessarily have stories for the hospital myself. I've had plenty of good experiences with other security officers that were working at the hospital but yeah never uh, never actually worked one from another from from a different redditor u slash trez zero zero d titled i'm going to kill you you know this one's a little bit longer Here's my big story from one year in security. This happened probably four plus months ago at this point. So it wasn't that long into my current endeavors. Here's a little <clears throat> Here's a little backstory just to set up the situation. The school is only open Monday through Friday, but security is 24-7. On the weekdays, we're on the school radio channel with the client. The parking guards, lucky guys, are in-house. The local sheriff's office has a college unit where they'll have a few deputies posted at the school on the radio with us as well <coughs> the deputies are only there Monday through Friday not on the weekends when the school is closed the school is locked on the weekends and when the campus is closed being a weekend the campus was closed and the doors were locked. The contract for this site calls to have at least four officers on duty at all times. I was the only officer available to work post so it was just me doing normal post activities. Luckily there were two other guards and my supervisor there for a parking event. However, they were all on their own, they were all in their own area, doing their own thing. Taking money. Keep, keep this in mind, because, On any other given weekend they could have just as easily not been there for a parking event and it'd it'd have just been me by myself the site spans four okay sorry the site spans nine downtown city blocks So all the other officers in this story were multiple blocks away on foot. So I was walking back to my post desk on a Saturday night around 7 p.m. As I started walking down the ramp, I noticed a male and a female sitting on the bench outside. I was walking into the building up a ramp behind them. As I'm walking up the ramp, the male comes up to me barefoot, walking through a little garden area. Immediately, that aroused my suspicion. As he said, hey, what's your name? Now, being the complete nincompoop I am, I replied, He then asked me, "Why?" An odd question. I replied, "Why's what?" He then asked me, "Do you even know why that's your name?" I gave a reply. I gave a half reply, since I had never been asked that question before. I must note that. I must. I must note. At this point, we did not sent, we, did, we did not seem off. He did not seem off in any w- in any way other than walking barefoot through the garden. I kind of thought he was just an energetic guy who just who just wanted to talk since there were since there are so many people like that here. At that point he turned to the female sitting on the bench and said you see that this guy doesn't even know why his name is what it is at this point I begin walking further up the ramp and towards the door a few steps further Almost at the front door. He yells from me below. He yells to me from below. The steps. Steps and a ramp to the door. I'm going to fucking kill you, you know. At that point, I was like... Fuck. And started fumbling for my keys I got the keys in the door swooped inside turned around and pulled the door shut behind me so he couldn't pull it open or so he couldn't pull it back open as I was doing all of that he was running up the steps to actually punch me I'm not joking. I'm not joking you. That the second I closed the door, it latched. And the second I closed, closed the door and it. What did you knock over? Mm-hmm. Knocked your phone over. Mm-hmm. Oh, my baby and I, uh. I'm in my room with my wife
1: right.
0: You ain't got nothing to apologize for I'm not outside because well uh, I can't have the porch light on right now There'd be too much, uh, too much light in the living room And they're trying to get the, the youngin to go back to sleep so I'm not going to make it harder on them to do that by being out on the porch with the light on. Anyway, I'm not joking you that... I'm not joking you that the second I closed the door and it latched, his fist connected with the glass hard. If I was any... I was any at all bit slower he would have clocked he would have clocked the back of my head forward into the glass and gave me it. I gave him a smirk really face face then watched I gave him a smirk, really face, then watched him walk away and alerted my supervisor over the radio, who called 911. In in the minutes afterward, he physically assaulted my supervisor, who was walking to my location, and slapped a few other bystanders on the street. He was arrested probably 10 minutes later for two two threatening counts, and was out of jail the next day. It's moments like those that make you it's it's moments like those that make me wish we were armed. We all talked about how we need some mace, a taser anything other than a big fuck you flashlight especially considering we are not a we are especially considering we are at a school in the middle of a downtown area after that though i've had no more notable instances I'm ready to acquire my next story but at the same time I really don't want to ha- I really don't want to have to Thanks for listening Edit forgot to mention he was active military as well Not too sure how that worked out for him Uh, I'll tell you how it worked out for him. I got a story for that. Um, They found out he was in the military and he went to the PMs. Or the MPs. PMs. Why did I say PMs? He went to the MPs to deal with them after he got out. be 100% certain that that's exactly what happened, but I can tell you that uh, military police or MPs, um, they're going to reprimand you when you're in the military if you're doing active duty. If you were ex-military, meaning you were in the military but you're no longer there, and you're not an active member of the military anymore. Then MPs shouldn't get involved unless it's something really bad. There's a video of me and another guy. Uh, This guy was Army. And it was a... I was working this post... And uh, it was a whole mall complex and I was working the mall in the outside area as well as the garage and uh, the outside area of the mall there is a bar right on the end and as I'm doing as, as I'm on shift Minding my own business. Doing my rounds and stuff. I happen to be passing near the bar. And, uh... I go near the door. The bouncer at the bar calls me over. Points at one of the guys out in the courtyard. Well the guy in the courtyard has, has a woman next to him and she's trying to talk him down from doing something which at the time I didn't know exactly what was going on I was just getting there it was Veterans Day weekend and uh I think it was Veterans Day. Exactly. And I happened to have a partner at that time. So I radioed my partner to let him know, hey, there's some stuff going on over here. Let's get down towards the bar. And uh, I go and I find out from the bartender that uh, the guy is ex, uh, the guy, the guy is uh, <clears throat> military. He is in the army on leave, so he is just trying to have a good night. And uh, one of the other guys at the bar was talking shit about the army. So, like any soldier would do. He wants to defend that he wants to defend their honor as they're taught. and he is drunk and they start badmouthing him so you've got a civilian badmouthing the army right in front of an army um, recruit I don't know exactly what his rank was, but he was a military recruit. Regardless, he was in the army. So, he's standing there, and uh, I go over to him and I start trying to talk to him, talk him down, you know, try to tell him, hey, go to your car, relax. Have a better have a better evening elsewhere but i don't i don't want you getting any more upset i don't need you getting any more upset i was trying to talk him down and uh yeah it didn't work so i backed up away from him and stayed between him and the other patrons at the bar So, my partner is at a distance watching this whole thing go down, and is on the phone with the police, to get a police officer out there, and, uh, while my partner is on the phone with the police, this guy charges at me, I take a full spear, but... I wrapped my hand around, or I my arm around his head, and uh, I let him take me down. So he was having a PTSD moment, and uh, so he wasn't all there in the head. But I know that he didn't mean to hurt nobody. And I know that he didn't mean to hurt me because if he meant to hurt me, it would have hurt. That didn't hurt. But he took me down onto the ground or better I went down onto the ground it wasn't so much that he took me down so much as I went down onto the ground because I figured that'd be a better way to keep him uh, taken care of and uh, <clears throat> so we're on the ground the bouncer from the bar rushes out there and, uh, rolls him off of me and holds the guy down. And, uh, well, we wait there for the police to show up. And the police get him in handcuffs and get him in the back of the car. And I had my adrenaline running. I was yelling that I wanted wanted charges pressed, and the police officer was like, dude, you need to shut up and stop yelling, and, you know, when the police officer yelled that, I was like, oh shit, am I doing something wrong, <laughs> so, I thought about it for a minute, and I'm like, fuck, my adrenaline is way too much, way too high right now, and, uh, I apologized to the officer, Um, I think he was a sergeant. Sergeant for SPD. But, I calmed down after that. And I apologized to him. And I said, I'm sorry, my adrenaline is still going. I did not mean for all of that action. It's just my adrenaline, I'm not a, you know, not a threat to anybody. I just protected these guys from getting hurt. <laughs> and uh, I spoke with them. I spoke with them. And then I had a report to write. So I got all the information I needed to get. I kind of felt bad for that guy. Because he was just trying to have a good time. At the same time, you know, when things like that happen, you kind of have to do what you have to do. But, dude was just back from, I think, his second tour. And, uh, that's the information I heard, anyway. Dude was back from his second tour. He was talking about it at the bar, so. Um, either Afghanistan or Iraq. One of those. Uh, And I felt shitty for the way I handled it while my adrenaline was pumping. But uh, at the end of the day, I did my job. And I went above and beyond my job because technically I wasn't supposed to get hands-on. But I did it anyway because uh, there were people at the bar that needed to be protected. ...so I wasn't supposed to... ...um... ...I mean, it is what it is... ...but I did post it on, uh... ...I I did post it on the security... ...security guard subreddit... ...I posted the video... ...because one of the people at the bar... ...got the video... ...on, uh, Snapchat... And I asked him to send me the video. So he sends me the video. And I saved it. To my phone. And I lost it for a little while there and then I refound it. So, <laughs> that was cool. But, uh. That was a, that was a interesting night. Even if I do say so myself. It was fun because me being a martial artist as well. um, It had been a long time since I've actually sparred with anybody. Or uh, really practiced. So... That was a fun little experience and at the same time I felt bad for the guy and um, my adrenaline was kicking so all at once I felt a strange array of emotions but I knew that guy wasn't trying to hurt me I knew full well that he knew enough to know that hey this guy is not exactly an enemy I shouldn't be doing this but I can't really control myself like it was PTSD so he wasn't thinking about whether or not I was an enemy he was thinking about there's something ahead of me that I want to that I need to take down Or at least, that's what his military brain military-trained brain was thinking. And I, I don't really blame him for what he did. Quite frankly, I felt like the guy deserved the guy that he was wanting to attack would have deserved it because talking shit about the military I'm a personal personally a fan of the military but I could not join it um, due to bipolar and schizophrenia I would not be able to buy I would not be able to join the military That was my first choice of a job was to join the military. Um <clears throat> anyway, I think I wasted up all my damn time. Yeah I did. It's fifty one minutes into the main segment. Those were some interesting stories, and I did get to share a couple of mine as well. So, you know, y'all guys got, y'all got stories for me, too. Um, Stories that made me think about stories of my own. And I got to eat my pocket. I need to start saving rather than eating it all at once but it's such a good treat um anyway I'm gonna have to give it over to Sean with the outro and uh Podcast here for the week. Um, there for the week, I should say. I'll end it there for the week. I'll, uh, see you in the outro, my party people. Sean, take it away. Thank you, Sean, and hello, my party people. So, Those were a couple of interesting stories um I'm not really surprised that uh that that first story would have had an ending like oh I don't know the trainee not showing back up um if that kind of situation happened with me I'd be able to handle it and still show back up for more but most people would have a training like that and look at it and go, oh well. Not that I can't handle it, but I don't want to. Um. That, um. That second, uh written story or I should say that last story that was written out Uh, yeah not surprised that that was uh, not surprised that you don't know how it was handled outside of, outside of finding out that he went to the jail for a night, but he should have been in jail for a lot longer than that, on two counts of threatening like that, um, he should have been in there for a lot sooner, a lot longer than just a day. MPs would get to, would, would get to him, he'd get turned over to the MPs, and the MPs would deal with him after that, because the military likes to keep, uh, not really a tight leash on their guys, but like, uh, they like to keep issues with their privates and all that um, in-house as much as I can. Or so that's how I'm supposed to understand it. Um, The closest I got to the military was with a uh, JROTC teacher. Command-Sergeant-Major-Zoch. But, um... So, yeah, I didn't really get very far... ...when it came to it. When it came right down to it. But... I will say this... I'm glad everybody got out of that without getting too badly messed up and uh, hopefully something like that never happens to you again we'll see no one knows what the future holds anyhow my party people um, you all have a good week We'll see you next week with another episode. Have a good night and a good week.